Welcome to the I Heart Anxiety Podcast, a podcast by Brainlets and also me. So my name is Lydia Sophia, already gone. I am, I don't even know what I am. I study the brain, I study the body, I study spirituality. I just like to research and obsess over the human condition, over human behavior. And yeah, I write and I dance and I do poetry and I talk on podcasts sometimes and that's what I do. So I Heard Anxiety, the podcast, why I created it is essentially I just want to find a way to talk about things that are uncomfortable, learn to fall in love with things that are uncomfortable, and find ways to kind of reframe things that we don't like in our lives so as to be grateful for them or so as to fall in love with them um, and find ways to integrate them into who we are, integrate them into our psyche so they don't keep causing us conflict. And now I chose I Heard Anxiety because anxiety is something that I had suffered from and still to some extent do suffer from the most. So I thought it was just kind of a fun play on that. But it could be related to I heart depression, I heart stress, I heart hard life situations, I heart the confusing nature of the human condition, whatever you want. So we're going to kind of discuss different topics every week, sometimes related back to anxiety, other times just things that maybe make people a little bit uncomfortable or, you know, are confusing, but find ways to make peace with them. So last week we talked about theories and speculative causes of anxiety. So I kind of went on this list about reasons that are attributed to anxiety all the way from, you know, it's a genetic predisposition. If your mom or dad had to, if your mom or dad tended to be more anxious people, then they were predisposed to have a really, you know, loud alarm system in their brain. And when you're ringing the alarm too much, that's kind of when you feel that anxiety, that impending sense of something going wrong in the future And even when you're not conscious that that's what it is, you might feel tense or, you know, jaw clenched or um, tight. You feel jittery, like when you've had too much coffee, which coffee fucks you up if you have anxiety. It's not a good idea with caffeine. Drink decaf. My decaf coffee. Anyways. So that could be one reason. Another speculative cause, sometimes people in the you know, reincarnation community discuss how if you have anxiety in this life, it could be lingering from a past life, you know, or just it could be generally environmentally created. We're constantly pressured to be going, 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 thinking about the future, planning about the future. And this constant focus on the future could be super responsible for this obsession with figuring out these plans, figuring out how we're going to control every plan so it actualizes to our standards. And that can cause just a plethora of worrisome feelings and thoughts. So today I'm just going to talk about one more theory that has to do a little bit more with spiritual aspects of it and then I'm going to dive a little bit into some beliefs that limited me from being free from anxious feelings. Um, I have a, I made a huge list of all the beliefs that as I've been in therapy and as I've just been introspecting and obsessed with the self-awareness, all the beliefs that potentially limited me. Um, from becoming kind of my aligned authentic self and there's like 200 of them it's some crazy thing you know so i'm going to talk about some of those i'm not going to talk about all of them but i thought it'd be fun maybe to just give you guys an example of maybe some uncomfortable topics that i thought you know i had to be i had to look i had to act one way but in reality that's not at all how i wanted to be act or what i wanted to be act or do so it's just really interesting i think so First, let's just dive into the theory, the last theory I'm going to talk about. So the last theory is that some people in the spiritual community think that if you are 
not prone to anxiety, that this negative emotion of anxiety is just kind of like the misalignment warning bell or misalignment alarm bell. And what I mean by that is that there's this belief that you have a higher self, you know, it could be kind of attributed to your soul, but you have a higher version of yourself somewhere up in the ethers or in some different dimension. And that higher authentic version of yourself is who you really are, what you really like, what you're really here to do, all the good stuff. It's a very authentic, pure version of yourself. And now when you're not in alignment with that, so when you're out of alignment, you experience negative emotion. So if I really am a being who is my, let's talk, say I'm my higher self. I'm really a being who is worthy of love and who is, you know, worthy of acceptance and who loves, you know, sitting in the divine feminine energy or who loves spiritual concepts if that's really who i am but somehow my beliefs are not allowing me to express that somehow my beliefs my experiences in the past have made me feel like i'm not lovable enough that i'm not accepted by others that somehow to be this divine feminine expression is weak or negative or to be oppressed all these type of things. If somehow my experiences, my conditioning has taught me to believe and program myself otherwise, then I'm going to experience this total internal conflict, this anxiety, this negative emotion that something is wrong or going to go wrong simply because it's my higher self trying to put me back into alignment. And now that maybe may or may not be the truth. I think it's just another fun theory or idea to play with. I do believe that that is true in a lot of the cases that somehow your subconscious programming or th experiences that you've acquired, things like that, really take you off the train tracks, or take you out of alignment with you know your path, your higher self. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think sometimes we have to experience like huge detours from who we really are, where we're really going, so as to experience the pain of that and learn how to trek back maybe use that pull trekking back as a map to guide others to do it, which is how I think that my life is kind of looking. Um, so it kind of plays on this whole concept that everything is happening for a reason, that this world is a world of duality, meaning that to experience happiness, to experience alignment, to experience peace and bliss, you first have to experience the opposite of that. You know, anxiety, misalignment, um, suffering, pain. And now I don't think that's the case for everyone, but I think that's the case for certain people dependent on their purpose or their mission for this specific lifetime. Because I do believe in past lives and I do believe in reincarnation. And I do believe we have a higher self that we are or are not in alignment with and that we know if we are or are not in alignment with depending on our emotions. So our emotions are like the master guidance system. And this isn't something that I just like conjured up in my head and made up by myself. Maybe, but these are teachings that I've gathered from Abraham Hicks, Esther and Jerry Hicks. These are two average people who channeled this entity from a different dimension who was giving them all this insightful information about other dimensions. So it was fun to play with. Read their books, watched their videos, literally obsess over it. That was one channel in which I learned some of this information. Eckhart Tolle, a really intense incredible spiritual master who's very involved and very enlightened plays on the same concept of a soul of alignment with your consciousness and alignment with your authentic self as the freedom from suffering 
Um, Teal Swan, another catalyst for spiritual transformation, talks a lot on these. So definitely it's there's many, many schools of, of thought, of different popular thought in the spiritual community, and this is one of them. So if this is useful for you, go for it. If you think it's total BS, discard it. Totally cool. Um, so I don't want to make these episodes ever super long because I think it can just get overwhelming or annoying or whatever. And I just get tired. So I'm just going to go over maybe a handful of the beliefs that really limited me from aligning with my higher self or feeling non-anxious about the way I really wanted to be, for example. So let's go over some of these. And there's a ton of them. And let's see. Oh, oh my God. I love this one. So one of the beliefs that caused me to feel so out of alignment with who I really am and how I really want to act and how I really want to behave all the time is this idea that my passion, my energy, my voice is too much. This whole too much concept. Oh my God. I've gotten messages throughout my life from different people, from different teachers or just acquaintances that I'm too much. Relax. Your energy is too much. Your voice is too much. The loudness of you is too much. The passion is too much. You care too much. This whole concept of just being excessive. So that made me douse my personality a lot in a lot of respects. And I had to actively suppress this aspect of myself that was a lot and doesn't have to be a bad thing. It just doesn't jive with some people and that's okay. And it's not like I'm massively, you know, unself-aware that I'm just going around being obnoxious and loud or something. But sometimes when I get excited about something or I'm really passionate about something, I can go pretty off and and I think that it's a good thing. I think that to ooze that much passion about something, about the suffering of, of, of humans, about the status of our current, you know, society, it's a good thing. I think that it fuels action. But I can understand how it can be overwhelming. And so for a while, I was just trying not to be too loud or too passionate, or I was just kind of embarrassed, or I would get anxious or nervous when I could sense myself being a lot because of this whole thing that I have to just douse, contain, suppress. Shh, shh, ooh. And <clears throat> that's not who I really am. It's not at all who I really am. So now I'm trying this whole new power thing where I just am who I am. And obviously I maintain self-awareness. I'm not gonna go scream in just like a fucking opera or something. But, you know, let's say on dates or with friends, I'm not just gonna be a suppressed version of who I am. I'm gonna actually be the authentic version of who I am. And as easy as that sounds, like, well, of course you're gonna be the authentic version of yourself. You'd be so surprised how many beliefs are actually limiting you from fully expressing who you really are and fully saying what you wanna say. There's so many laws, laws, <laughs> there's so many rules uh, that we have to kind of follow to avoid, you know, to, to, to acknowledge other sensitivities or just to make people feel comfortable or to ask to not upset somebody. And though I'm not out here advocating that you just go and disrespect everybody or you know just only give a shit about yourself but i am out here emphasizing that as long as you're staying aligned with your moral compass and being considerate you know to an extent completely be your authentic self say whatever you want to say ask people the questions that you want to ask them and if they don't vibe with it they just don't vibe with it clearly i'm very passionate about that one so let's go another one. Ooh, so in science, intuition, you know, or intuitive guidance is not, 
you know, encouraged. It's not necessarily advocated or respectable for the most part. You're not, you know, you have a hypothesis, you have a question, you're trying to research an, a question and you, th you know, let's say all of a sudden I have an answer and one of my professors or mentors or the teacher is like, well, how did you come up with that answer? I'm like, my intuition, you know, is my gut. That's not at all highly regarded. So as a society, I feel like because of this whole, well, you can't really see and prove that answer. Where did it come from? We've totally lost touch with our ability to be intuitive creatures, which I think is super true. I think that all of us have the sense of, of knowing what to do without really knowing why, not really being consciously aware of it. And though some of it can just be subconscious, you know, pattern analysis and acting based on past experiences, I do think separate from that, there's an element of some sort of higher channel giving you some guidance forward, some guidance that isn't necessarily logical or rational as to how you came to that guidance, but nevertheless, it's useful intuitive guidance. I think intuition is definitely a real thing. And another huge aspect, simply put, is just that intuition is largely attributed to just feeling the energy of somebody or of a room of a situation and knowing what to do without really being able to comprehend what the energy means. I mean, you've all sat with people or, or walked into a room. I mean, these are classic examples and you just understand that something is off or something is weird or you shouldn't really be dating them just because of some vibe, you know, buzzword but vibe that you feel that's an intuitive guidance so i think that again i have been i not i for a long time i haven't placed a lot of emphasis on my intuition which i think is so powerful just because of this preconceived notion that it's not trustable or that it's fallible and though it can be fallible i think like anything if it's fine-tuned and practiced and trained it can definitely get to the point of just infallibility i'm just gonna do one more um uh Eventually I'm gonna like unleash all of these, but there's like hundreds of them, so I'm gonna relax. Mm. Oh, this is an interesting one. So that spiritual, this belief is that spiritual people shouldn't eat meat, quote, quote. And I don't know, again, some of these beliefs I could have totally manufactured in my head. Other of these beliefs I've picked up on articles on the internet or hearing people speak or watching Hollywood demonstrate these concepts. And this specific belief that somehow spiritual people shouldn't eat meat. There's this whole concept that, you know, your body has a certain vibration. If there are particles, they're moving, there's energy created, it has a vibration, a frequency. And food has a specific vibration and frequency. And now when you are vibrating really high and you eat something like meat, you quote unquote lower the vibration of your body. And though that is true, I always thought that that was a bad thing, but that's not always a bad thing. To eat meat, which does lower your vibration, is not synonymous with to eat meat and make yourself a worse person or a less spiritual person. That has nothing to do. All that it has to do is if you want to be in a more grounded state, more connected with the earth, which is all this is at a lower vibration, eat your meat. Go for it. And if you don't want to eat, not if you don't want to eat the meat because of the animals, that's cool. But that doesn't mean you're more or less spiritual than somebody who does eat meat. And on the contrary, sometimes I go through. Well, I, I went vegetarian for like two and a half years, and vegan for maybe eight or nine months in those two and a half years. And then recently, occasionally, I'll throw in meat in my diet. And though I still have a little bit of weird guilt associated to it, which I want to kind of hash out a little more. 
I don't think it makes me less of a spiritual person. Sometimes there are phases in your life where you do purposefully want to be more grounded. Other times you want to be very spiritually connected. You want to be very divinely connected. You want to be kind of very psychic and super intuitive and in tune with these higher vibrational energies. So you don't eat meat. And that's okay. But again, doesn't make you better or worse if your goal is supreme, highest vibration, highest ascension right now, ultra high consciousness. Maybe don't eat meat. If your goal is just to be super grounded, super in tune with the earth, super in tune down here, then eat a lot of meat or balance it, whatever you want to do. But it doesn't make you more or less spiritual or less of a good person if you do or don't eat meat. So that's just some examples of, again, some beliefs that I've kind of picked up. Probably some of them I've manufactured myself. Others, ones that I've just read information or heard of a passerby talk about it and have affected the way that I perceive myself. Somehow eating meat, I thought I perceived myself as a bad person, a less spiritual person, when the, the truth of my reality is, my higher self, is that I am a good person. I am a spiritual person. That's my authentic, aligned truth. And just because I eat meat doesn't mean that I am you know, less good or less spiritual, but that's a belief that was really pulling me out of alignment with who I really was, and therefore causing me to feel this anxiousness, this guilt, this shame. Oh, I should like take a deep breath. So... Those are some examples of a few beliefs that kind of limited my ability to be in, in connection with my higher self or in connection with my authentic truth. Um, so I hope they're kind of useful. I mean, I suggest just as you kind of, you don't have to sit there and just like obsess over every belief in your in your subconscious, but as you kind of go across in life and you start feeling a negative emotion of sorts, ask yourself, what am I believing here that's causing me to feel this? Do I believe that I was worthy of that comment they just made? Do I believe that because they didn't text me back, it means this about me? What are you manufacturing? What belief are you manufacturing? Or have you been told that is really not in alignment with your truth and it is making you feel shitty? And break it. We have the power to create our reality and that reality is created through the things we believe and the thoughts that we think depending on what we believe. So experiment with it, play around with it, see how you get triggered and what's potentially causing you to get triggered that you yourself could change. Okay, thanks for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, this podcast. We'll see you soon.